This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Hey, Jolenta. Yeah, Kristen. How many times in your life have you suffered from professional jealousy? Um, all the times. Uh, lots of times, truly. Uh, many, many times. How about you? So many times that I've completely lost track. And it's for that reason that I could totally relate to our guest Kelly in our episode called Other People's Success. Uh, also, because Kelly is sort of in the entertainment world, I like double relate to her, Kristen. <laughs> well, what do you say we dig into professional jealousy memories right here and right now and relate all the way? Yes, let's get this We Love You and So Can You bonus episode underway. In this special bonus season of We Love You and So Can You, we'll be talking about our own experiences with each of the topics explored during our regular season. In an episode that many listeners seem to relate to, we focused on Kelly. She works in a public school by day, uh, as well as as an author and LGBTQ advocate, and she's also managed to build a successful comedy career for herself on the side. But it's the on-the-side part that's had Kelly down, because despite all her efforts, Kelly has yet to achieve mainstream success in the comedy world. Meanwhile, younger comedians who've come up under her and even some who've been mentored by her are now household names. Now, Jolenta, you already hinted that you have felt some professional jealousy. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us a little bit more uh, about that jealousy, either in the comedy arena or in any other arena? Oh, let's go. Mainly, I feel it when I see someone who's braver than I and does something that I've been, like, wanting to do, but they did it first because they, you know, were brave. What do you mean by brave? I mean, like, I think about, you know, how Maria Bamford has built her career on, like, mental health and, like, being totally vulnerable about, like, all her idiosyncrasies that she deals with and, like, what it's like taking meds. And I'm like— oh, shit, that's such an amazing angle that I'm so in support of. And, like, I'm not brave enough to take that. I'm so fucking jealous. Or, like, I wish I thought of that first. Mm. And then I'm like, yeah, but that's her, like, main struggle, and she put that into her work, and I need to focus on my struggles. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a lot of what we were dealing with in that episode is we can look at other people and be jealous, but then in the end, we really mostly have to look at ourselves. Exactly, where it's like, why am I freaking out because she has a career that, like, it has blown my mind. Like, Yeah. But note, you are pointing to somebody older than you right now when mm -hmm. you mentioned Maria Bamford. Oh, totally. Have you ever had the experience uh, that Kelly yes. has where you see someone younger than you or somebody who you've even mentored who's oh. like suddenly more successful than yeah. you feel you are yourself? I mean, I don't know if this counts as professional but it, because it happened in high school, but it was about like real world jobs. Um, because I went to a small high school and I was like the theater kid mm. in my school and I was gonna be an actor and performer or whatever. And like, I did do it, I guess. But you're doing it right I'm now. I'm doing it. <laughs> Everyone's forced to fucking listen to me and look at me. Um, 
And there was this kid two years below me or a year below me that, like, randomly got scouted and got to star in a, like, big deal film by a a, a filmmaker in Portland. And, like, you know, he still has an acting career. And it sort of, like, skyrocketed because he was, like, this beautiful young boy. Like, mm. gorgeous. And I was like, well, there goes my statistic. He's the one person who got out of this tiny high school, like, with a performance career. Like, and he's younger than me and just, like, fucking, like, you know, symmetrical and gorgeous mm. and, like, not quirky and weird like me. Like, of course he would succeed. And, like, I don't even have a chance to get out there because I was, like, very obsessed with the numbers. I was like, there are so few of us at this school. There were, like, 200 kids in my high school and this kid younger than me took my one chance. Only one out of us was ever going to make it. Mm. And he did it when when he was 16. Yeah. And I was really... like, now I'm fucked. Yeah, it can really feel like that in certain industries. It yeah. really can. And I mean, not not just entertainment industries, but there are a number of industries where that's the case, where it's like, well, how many people are going to— How many people get plucked out of obscurity? Yeah. How, not like, many. I, I'm friends with academics who feel the same way. Like, oh, my many, gosh. How many people in this Ph.D. English program are going to get a tenure-track job? Yeah. There just aren't enough jobs to go around. Let's look at everybody in this room. There are 14 of us. Well, maybe two of us will end up in a tenure-track job. Oh, no, two people just got— nabbed for it and i'm mm -hmm. not one of them right yeah it's, yeah it's scary in a lot of fields especially but, yeah. in fields where you feel like there are just these sort of like all-knowing gatekeepers and like yes. only certain numbers are allowed like we can't all be successful actors like otherwise everybody would be right it wouldn't matter <laughs> you know we can't all be that you know person getting the netflix special even though it feels like everyone has one but also we're all special and we all should have those chances to feel like we gain a unique success because of like working hard at what we're good at. Yeah. I mean, it it's just the the fact of the matter with some professions, whether it's a glamour industry job like being a professional athlete or actor or as I said, you know, being a professor, even, you know, some fields that seem less glamorous but actually are hard to get into like my friend TJ right now he is applying to get into a nursing program oh, and the those acceptance are super rate crazy. Yeah. at the schools that he's applying to the acceptance rate is less than 1 in 20 and so you know he's like what if i'm not one of the people who's picked yeah and how do you not have professional jealousy yeah oh it's tough it's hard it's really really tough um all right but getting back to these experiences of professional jealousy so in each of the cases how did you deal with your professional jealousy? I or, mean, or, oh. or are you not dealing? <laughs> oh, no. I deal, I think. Yeah. I deal. Because, I mean, like, life is unfair. Like, beautiful people are going to get plucked out of obscurity and, like, make you feel like shit once in a while. But, I mean, as, as like, mundane as it sounds, the answer I have found has just been focusing more on myself and, like, what I can do and the things I can control. Like, yeah, it's out of my control who Netflix offers a special to, but it's within my control to start exploring my life in as specific a ways as Maria Bamford explored hers and, like, getting vulnerable about the things that I feel like hold me back and, and see if I can be creative with those, you know, and do it your own way. Don't just look at how the other person did it their way and go like, why wasn't that my way? Mm -hmm. Because all that does is like, just kill time. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, I am not, I've never starred in a film, like, nor will I ever probably, but I am very happy with a 
performance career that I somehow live off of. And that's because I did it like in a way that in no way involved auditioning or films or being plucked or being beautiful. Like, I did it my way. Yeah. You did the Jolenta Greenberg way for Jolenta Greenberg. Like, find the back road, too. Like, I like to also look at it as a bit of a challenge of, like, how can I get what I want without gatekeepers? Or, like, you know what I mean? Or how can I find a back way in to feeling like I'm I'm getting what I want out of my life and career? And that helps you feel more at peace with it. Yes. Yes. You know, yeah, I didn't get plugged from obscurity, but I found a way to like have fun in a closet with microphones that led to a career. Yay! And I didn't have to be beautiful, <laughs> but being beautiful really helped. And by the way, folks, Jolent is beautiful. Be- everyone's fucking beautiful, beautiful in their own stupid way. <laughs> Can we take a break? Let's take a break on that beautiful <laughs> quote I left you on. Sure. And when we're back, we'll hear more from me about yeah, my it's your professional jealousy. Turn. Yeah. <laughs> This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. We are back with this bonus episode of We Love You and So Can You. And we are talking about professional jealousy. Kristen, we've done my shit. I want to talk about your experiences in this arena. Did you ever get jealous? You seem so well-adjusted that you're like, no, what is jealousy? Oh, my gosh. Of course I've been jealous. Oh, my gosh. I've been jealous so many times. And Tell me all the times. Well, let me tell you when it started, actually. So, you know, when I was in high school, you know this about me, Jolenta, and in grade school, I was considered kind of a smarty pants. Um, at one point in grade school, there was a conversation happening about, should we send Kristen to college? And, and you had like a you have like a photographic memory and shit. I, like, I had uh, like all the academic boxes She could have been Doogie Howser. Great test scores, all, all the things. I was, I'm talking to Kristen Hauser. 
Christy Hauser. Yeah, and I asked all the questions that teachers didn't know the answers to, where they'd have to say, I'm going to research that and get back to you because like, I don't oh, know shit, the that's answer. that's an actual question. Yeah, and so I was that kid in class and probably very irritating. So you made everyone else jealous. And maybe. And oh, then, I'm sure you did. And, and then, you know, and then in the end, I did end up leaving high school early to go to college and so on. And so I was kind of used to, in some ways, being very confident as mm-hmm. far as my academics go. And I think academics and work are very right. similar. And like as far as professional you know goes. what your strengths are skill set wise. And like yes. they're, they're strong. Yes. Thank you. Um, so I really thought that I would be going certain places. My writing was very celebrated by professors. And then in college, I was working for the college paper. And then I was gradually becoming no longer the wonder kid who was ahead of everyone else because I worked my way through college. Oh, yeah. And I was working full time and it ended up taking seven years to get through. And suddenly, rather than being way ahead of everyone else, I felt like I was desperately behind when in actuality, I was like two years behind. Yeah, when in actuality, you were fucking fine. Yeah, I was totally fine. But it suddenly felt like I was really far behind all of my friends whose parents paid for their college or all my friends who were eligible for subsidized student loans. I wasn't eligible for loans and I wasn't eligible for, I mean, a lot of things. I wish I would, if I were eligible for work study, for example, I may have finished sooner. Um, But long story short, Mm -hmm. the professional jealousy started in college toward the end of college when I saw I was still in college, and some of my friends who had You didn't parents, have the luxury conne- of, like, being handed an education to, or, like, springboard off Or connections off for of. the next job. Exactly. So some of my friends graduated two years earlier than me, and then they were able to work unpaid internships, right. for example. Or their while dad's their parents friend them. hired yes. them someplace and gave them, like, a surprisingly good entry-level job, like, yes. right out of college. Yes. Or, yeah. Yeah. So I felt really jealous. And then I had friends who would just ask me questions, like— Kristen, you just, you've always been a great writer and you have so many interesting ideas. Why don't you just get a book deal like Courtney did? Courtney was five years younger than me and she'd been working unpaid internships and her Mm -hmm. parents had a lot of money and she went to a very, very prestigious Ivy League school. And she just had all sorts of money and connections that, of course, it was no problem for her at 23 to say, why don't I just write a book? And then she did. And she had a PR team that put it on the bestseller list at 23. That's insane. And I'm like, well, what am I doing with my life? And why the fuck is everyone asking me why I can't keep up with Courtney now, who's five years younger than me? Oh, I was jealous. Oh, I was mad. I oh. <laughs> oh. And, you know, it took me more than a decade after that to ever write a book. And it was a self-published ebook about an Amish romance, and it was a farce. But And that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, Little Green Monster. And one of my ways of dealing with that mm-hmm. Little Green Monster was I would turn that resentment into – what I would call class rage, where, oh, where yeah. I would just get just really t- mad at Just make people. it even bigger. Take yeah. it out of this personal experience with you and, like, one person you know and, like, blow it up to be all of society. Yeah, that totally happened to me. So, um, and I would say I still have a little bit of class rage. Oh, we all do. But it was really bad for, you know, a good decade. My, my first decade in New York was mostly class rage. Whoa. I just was shocked yeah. with how— I. I I'd never in Minnesota seen the extreme difference between what rich people get and what everyone else gets. Mm, mm-hmm. And it's really it's evident It's very here. obvious here. It's on the same street corner everywhere you look here. So yeah. it's uh, it's intense. It's a, it's a culture shock. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was me being pretty ugly. Jealousy, class rage. Did you do anything 
like you regret or like ever like say anything to like a friend that you're like, wow, looking back, that was harsh, even though it's true. And like glass rage is real. Like, Oh, my gosh. I think I vented a lot to a lot of people. And then I would frequently not realize the person I was talking with had five years of unpaid internships on their parents' dime. Mm-hmm. So I would be like, oh, this and this rich kids and da da da. And then I wouldn't realize who I was talking to was one. You were um, just like broadcasting it so hardcore <laughs> yeah. that you were like, I don't care if this yeah. hurts your feelings until yeah. it's too late. Yeah, I don't and, care. And you know me, Jolenta, I can have some strong, judgmental parts of me come out at certain times. And it was probably very irritating and not pretty to be around. Um, even though some people agreed with me wildly, some people I'm sure felt attacked when right, I was like, like that. Right. And it's like, one, it's like, I agree with you. And I've also been an unpaid intern, but also, like, that can't be, you know, what drives you. Yeah. And, I mean— So what what did you do—how did you, like, get out of that decade-long slump? (laughs) Like, what does one do when confronted with, like, again, the unfairness of the world? Like— just like I was, just like I was saying, you know, yeah, we're not all going to be plucked out of obscurity because of like our genetics, nor are we all going to be plucked out of obscurity because like we've been set up with every opportunity. Like, what did you do? Well, I did a few things. One, I started copying what uh, the rich, well-connected people did. I mm. started using nepotism. I started using— You are good at, like, connecting and, like, wheeling and dealing. Oh, yeah. And it took me a long time to realize, like, oh— even more than money, that's what all these people have in common. They're well-connected. And why don't I just use my connections that I have mm-hmm. or use connections of connections? Like money doesn't have to be what gets you in the door at the connection house. Yeah. And why not just after I finish a class with a professor and get a good grade, call them up later and say, hey, I'd love to take you out for a cup of coffee and learn how you got to where you are today. And then ask more questions and then maybe be hired by that professor, which is what I did. And oh, hey. um, And that led to other things. And before you know it, making more and more connections that way and – you know, instead of just being jealous, starting Mm -hmm. to learn from what they were doing helped me a lot. And then as soon as I could, and as soon as I had more professional status, um, more connections myself, reaching down and helping everybody who was on a lower rung of the ladder, which, as you know, is a regular part of my life. Yes, I love that. And what I like is it's taking, you know, the problem you faced and that, like, tripped you up, but also being like, how am I going to not let this hold me back or distract me, waste my time. But you also are like, I'm going to be an antidote to this problem that tripped me up. Mm -hmm. You know, how am I going to make it so less people get exposed to this bullshit moving forward? Like, I know I'll help people who can't get those five years of unpaid internship under their belt. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think Just, I mean, I I don't know what helped me more. It's probably a tie between those two things. Copy what those other folks are doing and then help the people who don't know what to do. Um, But they might be tied for what has gotten me to where I am today, which is I I don't have a lot of jealousy anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, So I feel very fortunate about that because it's not fun being jealous. It's really not. not. No, it's really bad. And. I still have a little bit of class rage, but not on the level I did before. Right. I would say, like, it's one thing to be aware of and frustrated with, like, the things that are unfair in the world that hold us back. It's another thing to, like, hold ourselves back because of these things on top of what these things are already doing to us. Yes. All of that. All right, Jalenta, we talked about my jealousy story, your jealousy story. We're going to take another quick break. And when we're back, we're going to each tell you about something completely different. So stay with us.
are back with this week's bonus episode of We Love You and So Can You. And now, before we go, we just want to reassure everyone out there that we don't just wallow in professional jealousy. We also feel professional pride. It's true. Yes. But rather than brag about it, Jalenta, you and I are each going to compliment each other on a professional accomplishment in the other that we admire. And I'm going to start. No, I want to start. I want to start. I want to start. Ah, fine. Jolenta, I admire the fuck out of you and the fact that you are a Moth Story Slam winner. You are truly a joy to watch on stage. You've seen me way too many times. I've seen you in all sorts of venues, and I have cheered loud for you, and I just, I love seeing Mm -hmm. you on stage. I love sharing the stage with you as well, which we've been fortunate enough to do several times. And I just wanted to share a quote with you from our chief content officer, Chris Bannon. He says that one of the greatest things about Jolenta is you never know what's going to come out of her mouth. And That's what my mom says is one of the worst things about me. That's She's always like, oh, you never know what's going to come out of her mouth. That's so funny and very true. <laughs> it's so true, and it's just exhilarating, and it's exciting, and who knows what's going to happen next. It's oh just like God. riding a roller coaster. <laughs> what's not to so love? so funny. What is not to love? And anyone who's listening now, please, anytime you can, See Jolenta live. It is just, oh my God. It is just a pleasure oh. and a joy, and there's a reason why she is an award-winning storyteller. Can I tell my what I'm proud of? Yes. Oh, there are so many things. Okay. I mean, obviously, I'm incredibly proud of the fact that in the year that you essentially got fired from a job out of the blue, you are so good at being positive and such a hustler. You turned the year you got fired into the year that you went freelance, started like, what, two other podcasts and wrote two fucking books. That's (laughs) insane. That just like, you know, uh, Kristen is a relentlessly positive hard worker. And I feel like positive is the key. Like she's able to take like a piece of poo and make a like stunning career out of it. And it's fucking insane. But also on a like micro level, I'm really proud of your Instagram use, Chris. Oh, thank you. You taught me that. You have really upped your Instagram game. You are doing stories left and right. I never do stories. And I'm like, oh, thank God someone on this team is doing a story. And it's (laughs) fucking Kristen of all people. (laughs) This girl was Instagramming ugly Tex-Mex last year. And Tex-Mex is beautiful and delicious, but not that photo. No one wants to see half-eaten refried beans. And that's what I was doing. It was a good effort. But she has, she has just really blossomed on Instagram. So, you know, blossoming in her career and in her phone. (laughs) So proud. Can we give each other a high five? Yay! Yay. That was us clapping, (laughs) not in unison. That's because our our microphones are too far apart. We're too far away to high five. And we're notoriously bad at high fiving. Yeah, frequently one of us will hit a forehead. We'll miss, we'll hit a microphone. We're not good. No, no, we're not good, but we are proud of each other. And yes, we have experienced professional jealousy and we're not beating ourselves up about it. We're just making peace with it, doing the best we can and embracing the things that we're good at. That's it for this bonus episode of We Love You and So Can You. Our producer, who I'm only jealous of sometimes, is Lindsay Cradwell. Uh, thanks also to Casey Halford, who composed our theme song and mixed this episode. Thanks to Daisy Rosario, our executive producer. And thank you to Chris Bannon, Stitcher's chief content officer. 
please stay in touch. Do you have a predicament you need help with? Our email address is weloveyoupod at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, or at weloveyoupod, or leave us a voicemail at 601-LOVE-171. That's 601-568-3171. And don't forget to rate us and review us in... Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to the show because it helps other people find our show and spread the We Love You vibe. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. We love you. And remember, so can you. Bye-bye. She always comes in powerful and like lower than I'm expecting, and I feel like I'm never going hard enough. But I, I think also I go like too hard. I feel also. like I also have to like hit down, like, and I'm like I shouldn't be hitting in a high five. I so, don't know. Somebody else, it might have been Cameron, told me that I do my hand too much and I need to just go from here and not go from here. Oh, you do it like this, and it is more of a that. Yeah. Stitcher. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.